0: Hey, this is Mr. Anderson, Anderson, and you are listening to Two Out of Three Falls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What up? You know, it's uh, Peter Rosenberg, Hot 97, ESPN, WWE Network, Cheap Heat Podcast. Um, let's see what else I got. Mad jobs out here, but right now, talking all things wrestling. With my man, Randy Cruz, the Cruise Control Podcast. Sit back
1: and stay mage. You're listening to Cruise Control with Randy Cruz. This is the voice of the new world order. NWO. And the neopuric secrets of WCW Network. Graham Matthews, Bleacher Report, fan-sided DDT. My man, how you doing? Doing great, Randy. How about yourself? Doing good, man. Doing good. Can't complain. Getting ready for the holidays. Uh, We are taping this on a Friday, December 13th. You can find Graham on Twitter at Russell Rant. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Randy J. Cruz, R E N D Y, the letter J C R U Z. The podcast is on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. T shirts on pro Wrestling So, Graham, I know we did not do a show last week, scheduling conflict that, that, that just happens nowadays. Um, so, we are going to have a, a, a packed show. We have a, a TLC this Sunday. We got a heel turn to talk about. We have releases to talk about. We have a tie in the ratings between AEW and NXT. A whole bunch of other stuff. So I'll put the ball in your court this this, this time around, man. So where would you want to start?
0: damn there's so much shit to discuss but uh probably the AEW NXT rating stuff just because it just happened like the news just came out yesterday so we we'll probably we could start off with that and then just go from there and see whatever's uh see whatever's uh most interesting to talk about next
1: okay so now we we're in week 11 of the the Wednesday night war um, AEW has won every show except i think two um, yeah, I they think came. that's accurate. Yeah. So now we get a tie. I, I I don't know how that happened, but apparently we have a 778,000 uh tie between AEW and NXT from Wednesday. I happened to uh DVR both. I skimmed through both as I saw what I wanted to see. Um, now my thing is this. A lot of people are are now going to say, well, yeah, it could be tied, but now they're looking at at the key demographics of like, well, if AEW has a higher demographic in this age group, it still beat out NXT or vice versa. To me, it doesn't really matter because... Yeah, exactly. As long as you get the amount of people watching your show, watching your program on a weekly basis, it don't really matter what demographic it is. Apparently, that's Mm -hmm. the main issue now. But um, before the tie... Did you see both and which one did you feel had a better show this week?
0: Yeah, I did see both shows. I thought Dynamite had the better show actually. And you know I'm a big NXT guy, Randy. So for me to say that mm. isn't a big thing cuz I've said before that Dynamite is the is sometimes the better show. I consistently enjoy NXT more personally. Right. Um but I have not watched Dynamite first in in, in quite a while. So I tuned into it I tuned into that first this week. I thoroughly enjoyed it. NXT was good too it seemed like it was kind of a filler week before next week's big episode because next week they have Cole and now and now it's Finn Balor for the NXT championship. And then they also have Rhea Ripley and Shayna Baszler for the <clears throat> NXT women's championship. So they were kind of building towards that. They had a ton of squash matches. It kind of reminded me of the old NXT. when I say old, I mean like from six months ago um, and not like the, Two jam-packed hours that we get every single week nowadays on, um, you know, on USA Network. So I thought this week Dynamite was the slightly stronger show, but uh, I probably will be tuning in NXT first next week just for those two matches alone.
1: Now AEW at the same time, I guess they're billing the 18th to be a big show. I think they got Jericho and uh, Jungle Boy non-title right. Correct. That's a non-title, yeah. And the Young Bucks against the
0: SCU for the tag belts, right? Correct. And I think there might be one or two more matches mm. uh, that they announced. I don't remember. Th- oh, no. They are also they also are doing uh, Kenny Omega and Adam Page versus the Lucha Bros, which should be great, too. So,
1: mm. uh, yeah, I know those three matches are set in stone for next week. I did see both this week. Um my the way the way I usually do it because I'm not I'm not home on Wednesday so I have to take both so I usually watch or skim through AW first because that, that's still the newer kind of thing and I know I'll yep. get to NXT after that um, I don't know man I, I I think I think NXT probably had slightly the better show. I I don't know why, but um, again, a couple of things on AEW. I'm still not a fan of, I'm still not a fan of the, the, the the non interview part of backstage, getting more, getting to know more of the characters. I think somebody, a a female big swole came on and and me as a casual fan, I don't know who, who she was and I don't think they explained or showcased her before she went out there. So things like that, I'm not really a fan of. Um, I like the MJF promo. You know, I'm a big MJF guy. Um, what else happened? Uh, the, you know, the tag... Bro, the tag match with the Young Bucks and Santana Ortiz, you know, the one spot where the... You know, the guy was kneeling with a chair right next to him. I, I knew exactly like, where on, you were going. With like, that. See, yep. like, shit like that, it's like ah like come on man who who who, <laughs> who was who was holding you who was yeah, holding you to stay sit say there the same, for bro. 10 15 seconds and like that kind of stuff is like uh, yeah um it's cringeworthy the jericho stuff with a uh, with jungle boy and, and you know being on commentary um what else am i missing I mean, um you- he
0: offered moxley a spot in the inner circle i know that Alfred happened at the moxley. beginning of the show
1: yeah, then at the beginning of the show, you, you had uh, Moxie come from the from the from the crowd and do the match. Yep. And again, I don't want to sound picky and everything, but NXT we are, we have a new cruiserweight champion. Uh, Angel Garza defeated um, Leo Rush. We, we we do have that. I like the triple threat match at the end to determine who's gonna fight Adam Cole next week, which is now Finn Balor. People complaining, oh, why you pinned Keith Lee? I'm like, uh, you know, this is it's, that's not. You know that important anyway. So, uh, mm-hmm. I think most. Will, I think Keith Lee will get his time uh, in the near future. I, nobody was pinning Champa. I, t- I could tell you that much. Uh, yeah,
0: someone had to get pinned. What exactly, do you like? What like, is it
1: going to be a three way draw? Like, come on. <laughs> you know what I mean. I mean, how else is it? Is Finn Balor supposed to win? Did, did you?
0: Want <laughs> I Lee? know exactly. The, uh, the way that I saw it, real quick, is that I thought. Yeah, I thought Keith Lee would win, too, because he's kind of the hot hand right now coming mm. off Survivor Series, but this gives me hope that they're building right. to him going for the NXT Championship, whether it be at the next TakeOver or at some other point before then or even after then. Mm. I think they might be building to Keith Lee's big moment, which is why he got pinned in this match, because like you said, Ciampa was getting beat. Yet. I know he got he got pinned by Balor a couple weeks ago, so they had to have Lee get pinned. Mm. I get it. I wasn't a big fan of it, but right. I could see why they did it, and they're just getting Cole and Balor out of the way now because they're not going to do it on a TakeOver because it's heel and heel. So, and they've also been building to it in recent weeks with Balor turning and Cole on that post takeover episode a couple weeks ago.
1: So it makes sense. Mm-hmm. So now we get Finn Balor and Adam Cole ne- uh, next week. Apparently, the 18th is like a big show for both. I don't know why that is. Um... It, I think it's because their last, li- uh, their last live show of the year, because
0: after that they have Christmas and then New Year's Day. And I know Christmas, no live shows for either of them. I don't know what they have planned, but there's nothing on tap for either show as of right now. Oh. Definitely not taping a show. New Year's Day, Dynamite is doing a show that's what MJF was talking about he was like oh I'll be giving the rules to the challenge with Cody the stipulations in Jacksonville that's where that show is it's on the first of uh, 2020 the very first day of the year oh, um, got NXT that. I don't think is doing a show that day I might be wrong I don't think they are so uh, that, that's why they're making next week's show out to be so big is it's their last real show of 2019
1: okay. so on one side we got Balor and Cole then we have Ripley and Baszler for the title And on the other show, Dynamite, we have Jungle Boy, Jericho, Young Bucks, SCU, tag title. So, um, let's see. Since Jericho is non-title against Jungle Boy, do the Young Bucks walk out as tag team champions? I don't think they do,
0: um, just because it's a little too soon for them to be... Not just winning it, but also too soon for SCU to be losing it. They just won the championships right before full gear like a month and a half ago. I mean, I guess they could do the title change, um, but they've barely scratched the surface in terms of what they can do with those tag team titles. Um, I would have preferred, if anything, Santana and Ortiz being the ones to win those championships from SCU and then the Young Bucks chasing them for those belts. But they're clearly not going in that direction after they lost on Wednesday. Yeah. But then again, I can't imagine the Bucs taking another big loss. It feels like they've lost a lot of big matches since AEW started to the Lucha Bros at All Out. Mm -hmm. They lost to Private Party on that episode of Dynamite back in Boston that I was at two months ago. They lost to Santana and Ortiz in full gear. So it it kind of feels like they're due a big win. It's kind of an unpredictable matchup, but I could also see maybe Santana and Ortiz interfering. Uh, AEW doesn't really tend to do a lot of non-finishes, which I appreciate, but they could do that next week with those two teams. I don't know. Um, I would keep the belts in to see you for a little while longer, but I could very well see a scenario where the Bucks walk out the new Tag Team champions.
1: Um, what do you make of those those crowd shots that people who, who go to the who go who goes to Dynamite and they get the pictures of like the hard cam area where it's pretty much empty. Now, a lot, I know fans are like, oh, look, you know, they can't even sell out and this and that. And other people are saying, well, you know, usually behind the camera is not really that much people. But still, either here or there. But w- are people more out there to make seem like Dynamite is not getting the crowd um, participation or, or people going there? Or is it now natural that every show you go to the hard cam area is going to be empty like that?
0: I think it's a little bit of both. Um, some people are out just to spite AEW and say, you know what, you're going to fail, blah, 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 which is, you know, no one should ever want to see a company go out of business, and, and they won't, obviously, mm-hmm. but, you know, people are always going to find things in, uh, in fault and everything, but there is also something to be said for, you know, double standards. I mean, you can't. You know, uh, ridicule and mock WWE for their low crowds, and not do the same for, you know, um, AEW, or do you know what? Make fun of Ring of Honor or Impact for their Mm -hmm. low crowds, and not do the same thing for WWE. So it goes every which way. Um, But you know, I mean, I think it's it's kind of coming up now because their first few shows, whether it was All Out, Double or Nothing, all the other shows, Mm -hmm. and and the first few episodes of Dynamite, were all complete sellouts. So now it's starting to settle in that they're not total sellouts, and there also could be a area where those tickets or those seats, rather, were not on sale anyway. Um, and Why would they be? I don't think they're going to sell out an eight-person thousand arena. They just won't. The important thing to me is that while they may not be bringing in major crowds, and I mean, again, the company's barely a year old. The fact they're doing that many people anyway is a fucking godsend, you know? Um, they're not perfect. No company is. I think people are getting high hopes just because those first few shows did so, so well. Um, they exceeded all expectations. Remember they were selling out in like, in like five minutes? Like They're not doing that anymore, clearly. Um, Especially when they're going to Corpus fucking Christi, Texas next week, uh, which is arguably one of the worst wrestling cities out there. They're so terrible in terms of crowd interaction and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But, uh, speaking of which though, the important thing to me is not the size of the crowd, but how loud they sound. Cause you know, we'll get the exact same thing, dude. When NXT inevitably goes on the road, when NXT goes on the road, they're going to be getting the same thing like, Oh, they didn't sell out this arena. It's a low crowd, blah, blah, blah. Um, regardless of what type of arenas they're doing, I don't know if they're going to Barclays center and shit like that. They might be doing like the Lowell Memorial auditorium. Um, you know, like where Raw used to run many, many years ago. I know they, they've, I've been to a few NXT house shows there. They will probably go back there and stuff like that, the Tape TV, maybe even the Manhattan Center and stuff like that. Because they know mm-hmm. they can't sell out multi-thousand person arenas, maybe for the takeovers, but definitely not for the weekly shows each and every week. So it's only inevitable. Um, but as long as the crowds are loud and rowdy, personally, that's all I care about because it, it makes the shows that much more lively and that much more fun.
1: Because I I asked that because, you know, me, I come from that era where, you know, the raw and the smacking. I know it's it's a different time now, but, you know, back then they were like, fuck the hard cam area. They they still had people all over the place, front of the camera, behind the camera. It didn't matter because if, if your show was good or good enough, you will sell out. So it's, it's kind of like give or take Whether you know, it's not it's not sold out because the shows aren't really just that good or it's not sold out because they just want to have that area taped off because of camera and, and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, if your show is good enough, you will sell out.
0: Um, Yeah, I mean, it's not that the shows aren't good. I mean, the Dynamite shows have been very good, I mean, for a while now. So I don't think it's a matter of that the shows aren't good, that that, that's the reason why they're not selling out. Um, I just think that... It depends on the market, first of all. I mean, obviously, if they're in New York City or Chicago, which is why they keep going back there, um, they yeah. keep doing, you know, really, really well. Because I mean, Chicago is a popular city. When you go to fucking Corpus Christi, Texas, it's a little different. <laughs> but um, there's wrestling. It's not an AEW thing. It's just a wrestling thing in general. Wrestling yeah. is just not hot, you know. AEW. I mean, yeah, it was different six months ago because it was a new thing. Like I got tickets to go to the the Double or Nothing and um, back in May I mean it was the the, the Vegas show you know what I mean because it was the hot hand at that time everyone wants to be there you Mm -hmm. know um, it, it was the show to be at. Nowadays, okay, I'm just you know, it's, it's par for the course. It's not really – not that it's not special, but like you said, Randy, at the start of the show, like you're still tuning into Dynamite first because it's still relatively fresh. It's still relatively new. But it's not the brand-new toy that just came out yesterday. It's, it's almost a year old at this point, so the demand isn't quite as there. That was only – again, it was only inevitable. As long as we're not pulling in a couple hundred people – that's an issue. Like That's what Ring of Honor is doing, and they've been around for 17 years, so that that's a problem. But uh, with them, I think, again, it's it's only natural. It's not a bad thing that their crowds aren't selling out, and it's not a matter of the show quality, at least in my opinion, just because every wrestling promotion out there, they're putting on amazing shows, and they're suffering similar issues where the crowds just aren't selling out because wrestling just isn't hot.
1: Yeah, the one thing that I did forget to ask you, because we, we did not do a show. It's, it's, it's old now, but I just want to get your take going forward now when NXT won the ratings I think twice in a row um, during the NBA game TNT aired the, the 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 commercial for AEW and in the commercial it was saying AEW knocks the you know NXT this and it was yeah. NXT that and NXT that, and now it was like everybody was like um, man I don't know why AEW would do that and, and oh, oh great that they're doing that so real quick when you saw that did you did you look at it as like mm, man you guys you know you guys should not be doing that or is that it was that a good smart move on their part? No yeah that was a dumb move <clears throat> it was <laughs> absolutely a dumb move.
0: Um, the thing is I mean we just I mean I know you and Mark were going off uh, going back and forth about it over text that I I agree it was probably a TNT thing and I had also read a report that AEW. Didn't really have much to do with it at all. Mm -hmm. I find that hard to believe. I mean, it's their fucking company. So how do you run an advertisement on a company bashing the competition without getting clearance from the actual company first? You know what I mean? I find that a little suspicious, but I do think it was a TNT call. They should not be doing that. It's just stupid. It makes them look bush league. That's one thing I still hate about AEW. One thing that really bothers me is that they go out of their way to not just outright mention NXT, but take kind of subtle, veiled shots at them, like the whole Crossroads thing a couple weeks ago with Cody's promo last week. He was like, oh, MJF has the... One of the worst crossroads in wrestling. Now you can, now you can watch a botched crossroads, <clears throat> excuse me, on two different channels, alluding to Damian Priest's crossroads finisher, which I agree sucks. It's not a great finisher for him at all. It Doesn't look good. But um, you know, is it really necessary? Do you see the NXT guys going out there and being like, "Oh, we're going to light it up like dynamite tonight," or, or and even better because our shows are better. Blah blah blah. They don't because it's not necessary. Right. You know the whole Rollins thing. It was only in response to what Kenny Omega said that was many many months ago. He's not even a part of NXT that was a little different. Um, NXT doesn't give a shit. They're just going out there and putting out great shows. Whether they're better or weaker than the Dynamite shows in any given week is irrelevant. They're not going out there, and I appreciate this, that they're not mentioning the competition. And WWE has not always been great at this, because obviously they were doing that with WCW back in the day, and the whole Nacho Man and that whole dumb shit with WCW. But, I mean, TNA was obviously never the threat that AEW is now. But they weren't mentioning Impact every week. They weren't taking shots at Impact. Um, they just didn't really feel the need to because it wasn't really necessary. But, um, yeah, so that, that, that's my thoughts on that. I don't, I, I'm don't. just not a fan of the fact that they're outright advertising in their promos for their show saying, oh, we trumped NXT. Are you really, though? Because like, they're kind of neck and neck in the viewership <laughs> now. So to say yeah. you're burying NXT yeah. is a little, you know, it's, it's not exactly accurate because you're not winning by as many people as you were a month or two ago and that's AEW's problem that they need to focus on. And then you have,
1: well, they, they're only doing well because they they were building for Survivor Series. Right. Okay. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. I hate
0: that shit, dude. I fucking hate that shit because oh, you know, it, it the main roster stars haven't been on the show in recent weeks and they're still not kicking AEW's ass, but they're they're holding their own. The viewership was tied this week. Yeah. At it, 7 770 uh 778,000 each. I think that's an amazing feat. Yeah. Uh, for NX steaming I Dynamite was consistently beating them week after week after week yeah. and it's not like that anymore it's a lot more even and I do think a lot of the Survivor Series stuff had to do with that but it's not because of a like oh well, I mean whatever but dude they, that's what they should be doing though. WWE should be advertising NXT more they should be giving these guys more exposure mm. so more people watch their show they're right. not going out there and giving fans $100 bills to entice them to watch the show uh, no knock on Cody for his little promo last week, or right. for his little promo last week where he gave a kid a hundred dollar bill in the front row. Right, but like that's what they should be doing. They're promoting NXT the way they should be, and they won a right. Survivor Series because they should have won Survivor Series, you know. Um, and it paid off because the viewership, whatever viewership stuck around or tuned in for the main roster guys and saw the product, as of right now, only two or three weeks later, they're still here. They haven't dropped back down to five hundred or five hundred six hundred thousand. That's really mm-hmm. impressive for NXT that they've been able to hold their own and they're not decreasing at the rate that they were a couple weeks ago. So um, yeah, and I, I think that's a really dumb argument on the on behalf of diehard AEW
1: fans. Of course, all, all the other argument was uh, well, you know, it was the night before Thanksgiving. Like whatever, mm-hmm. so what? <laughs> because who gives a shit? Yeah. It was the it was it
0: the night before a holiday on Wednesday, and they still tied. Like I know they won, AEW won last week by but like by barely. You know they barely won. Yeah, so six, six yeah. I mean it, it was definitely a factor, but it affected NXT too. You know it affected NXT too. Yeah, uh, they had the better show that week. AEW show sucked. Not that there really is anything to do with it because people don't tune into the show whether it's bad or good based on that week. It really has all to do with the week prior. Um but yeah i just i I, you know i i I see the argument because their main demographic apparently is like the 18 to 24 range if not like 18 to 30 something or whatever um and those people are obviously probably out the day before thanksgiving i know i was but you know i i would still tune into nxt more frequently because i just think it's the better show
1: um who walks out nxt champion finn balor or adam cole adam cole um i don't really think there's any reason to take the championship off
0: of him now um he's been the champion for over six months um so i guess i could see why they could do a title change there's no reason to i mean they're obviously building to champa and adam cole and maybe even adam cole and keith lee like i said earlier so i would not do a title change at all i just don't think it's necessary and i would keep the championship on adam cole for a little while longer
1: and what about uh, ripley and Shayna, who walks out champion I
0: think there's a better chance there of a title change just mm-hmm. because Shane has been champion for well over twice the time that Adam Cole has been. I mean, she's been champion since October of 2018. Yes, and um, you know, she's had a great reign. She's beaten everybody. And if it's not Rhea Ripley, who is the best possible choice, and I like Tegan Knox, and I like Mia Yim, and people like that, yeah. who's already gone for the championship and lost. Right. But you know, Tegan Knox hasn't. But with uh with Ripley, it just makes sense. She's really really hot right now. Um, do you go with the hot? hand? Do you strike while the iron is hot? I would argue yes. The only thing I would... I mean, they also... Do they want to do a big title change in their last show of the year? Probably. I mean, I could see them wanting to do that and then build a, a rematch maybe over at the next takeover in February and then call up Baszler out right, of the main roster. I think it's only inevitable because like I've said many, many times before, it looks like they're slowly but surely setting up a Shayna Baszler versus Becky Lynch feud because if it's not Baszler, who else do you have face Becky Lynch at WrestleMania? Not named Charlotte Flair because that's not an answer. We've seen that a million times. No, thanks. Uh, I would rather see Shayna, really. There's no one else that makes as much sense. Um, I so mean, she I mean, always uh, she uh, made I mean, the rumble, we'll, we'll say.
1: If... Again, if Ronda if Ronda is not back, because I don't I, think she will be. To be honest with you, I really don't. Ah oh,
0: man, I mean, I would like the would thing, thing is is that I know Triple H said recently he was like, oh, you know, you'll be seeing her a lot sooner rather than later. And Maybe he was right, and we we just don't know about these things, and yeah. it's being very closely kept under wraps. But I I, I saw something recently from Ronda, I think herself, that said that she was still trying to have a baby. I'm not even sure if she probably not pregnant yet, otherwise we would have found out about it, you know. Yeah. That's the whole reason why she left in the first place was the start of family. So I I don't know. I don't think she's coming back until after she's pregnant and has the kid. And people were expecting her to get pregnant right after mania I don't that was nine months ago and she hasn't gotten pregnant at all, you know? So that's another nine months gone that she won't be back because obviously she has to have the kid and she'll be home for a while. So I don't think she'll be back anytime soon. I thought she might be back around the rumble. If she doesn't show up at the rumble then I think we know for a fact that she will not be coming back at any point in the next year or two, which is really unfortunate because she has a lot of unfinished business there, and she was really, really good for the year that she was there. But I just I get the feeling that she won't be back anytime soon, if, if ever, honestly.
1: So if you were fantasy booking this today, uh, the Women's Royal Rumble, who do you have winning that Rumble? Honestly, I think it's got to be Sheena. I'm not really sure who else you have win.
0: Mm-hmm. Um... Because um, like, what other matches make sense? I mean, could you have Sasha win and face Bayley at WrestleMania? And she kind of has to do the Batista Triple H thing where she has to choose between her mentor and the championship. Not her mentor, but like her friend in the championship. And obviously, I would. I, the, the issue with that is I don't want to see either Sasha or Bayley go face just yet. Because they're really good as heels. They just turned a couple months ago.
1: Yeah.
0: So... I guess they could do that at WrestleMania and keep them heel, but then you wouldn't have either one, or you wouldn't have Sasha win the uh, the Rumble. So I would have it be Shayna. We have yet to see an NXT person win the Rumble, which I think provides a lot of interesting possibilities. Because like, what brand will they go to? What championship will they choose? There's a lot of stories worth telling there. So if they're not going to do it with the men. Which I get the feeling they won't. Um, with the women, there's the very real possibility that it's um, you know Shayna Baszler. I think it makes the most sense this year more than any other because they kind of set it up at Survivor Series. Becky later out after Shayna won the match in the main event that night, so it, they were they're clearly building towards it. Because why else would you do that? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's going to be Shayna, to be honest with you, because I'm not really sure unless Nia Jax comes back in the new Becky and Nia WrestleMania, which sounds absolutely fucking terrible. Like, I could see why it would make sense from a storyline standpoint, because Nia broke her face a year ago. Okay, but Nia, she's just awful. So unless, <laughs> in, other than Nia, which would be terrible, I think wow. the
1: only other person that makes sense is Shayna Baszler. So you would have Becky and Shayna um, and Mania, right? Correct. Yeah, that's what I would do. And for the SmackDown side, Bailey, if it's not Sasha, hypothetically, if it's not Sasha, who's going to go up against Bailey?
0: Again, I don't know. I don't think there's any one person from the SmackDown side. I think it would have to be a multi woman match because um, if it's not Bailey and Sasha, which we, people have been saying for literally years now, we, yeah. we've been literally saying since like 2016 that they would be feuding at WrestleMania or feuding at this point. They have yet to really feud. Aside from that, whatever bullshit they were doing a year ago with the whole therapy nonsense, which was fucking terrible, uh, they have yet to really feud. I, I'm not going to go off on a limb and say that it's going to happen this year. Um, as awesome as that would be, just because it makes the most sense, if it's not Sasha, honestly, probably some sort of multi-woman match for the championship. Is what we've already seen, Bailey and Nikki, Bailey and Alexa, we've seen a million fucking times. Bailey and Lacey, we're getting presumably soon, probably as early as TLC on Sunday, if not around this time. Mm-hmm. Um Who else do they even have? Mandy? Sonia? No. Uh Carmella? No. Dana Brooke? <laughs> Definitely no. God, no. Thank you. No, f- <laughs> no, thank you. But... Uh, unless they bring back... I don't know. And even Trish is retired. So, I mean, that's oh not happening boy. either unless it's Lita because I know Bailey looks up to Lita, but even that would be kind of random. Um, yeah, I think it's Sasha. To- I think it's Sasha. Yeah, I think, I think, I think it's, Sasha. it's Sasha. Or I think, honestly, again, they could do a multi-women match because if... You know, that's what they did a couple years ago in... Uh, who was that Alexa bliss was champion and then Naomi won that night but uh, I think Natalia was in the match and Carmella and and, uh, and a few other people right um so yeah I could see them doing something along those lines as well
1: sidebar I know we're gonna wrap up the the decade I know we'll do like a uh, decade kind of show before um, the holiday but um we're mentioning Sasha we're mentioning Bailey their match at TakeOver Brooklyn in 2015, a lot of people highly regard that as either A, the greatest women's match of all time, the greatest NXT match in general of all time, uh, might be the match of the the entire decade. Where do you put Sasha Banks, Bailey NXT TakeOver 2015 as far as the best matches of the entire decade? It's got to be the best
0: women's match of I mean, not even the decade for WWE, but like, I mean, I got to say of all time, like name me one better match than that one. Definitely not during the Trish era. And Trish was very good for the time that she was around for. But even like her and Lita had some pretty good matches, but they weren't barn burners. And then people more so remember the fact that they main evented Raw and they weren't really known for one like amazing match they had. The NXT women at that point were busting them out we're busting them out every single fucking week. And we're still getting that today. The women's war games match was great. Um, but I don't think we have yet to see a better match on the main roster or in WWE or I'm sorry or in NXT that was better than Bailey and Sasha at Takeover Brooklyn One. And I am biased because I was there that night when they when that match happened. I love that show. But um I mean, I, I I can't think of a better match. I know Becky and Charlotte had that amazing last woman standing match at Evolution last year. Um, Bailey and Sasha had a good match a couple months ago. Sasha and, and Charlotte had those great matches back in 2016, um, but I don't think any of them were better than what Bailey and Sasha did at Brooklyn at that Takeover Brooklyn show in August of
1: 2015. Yeah, uh, yo man, I was I was still mad. I didn't go to that show. And I think on that same show you had Kevin Owens and Finn Balor. I think a ladder match in the main event. I could be wrong, but yep. and then like I'm at home. I'm watching. And I'm like, fuck, <laughs> like damn. Like I was, yeah. I was gonna go. Yeah. And then like I made it my, 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 my business to make sure I was there for the 2016, 2017 mm-hmm. until they left Brooklyn. But that was the <coughs> one takeover that I wish that I wish I was at, but apparently I was not there. So. Um, yeah, I think Sasha, Bailey. that match is, if people are going to do their little rankings, I think it's definitely a top five. I think it's top three. It definitely makes a case for number one. And again, there's so many matches that happen in this decade. depends depends on where you put it, but it's got to be a top three for, for the decade. Um, think I will say this, though. It yeah. is honestly
0: really easy, and I hate to say this, but it's really easy to rank the best women's matches of the decade for WWE because they all really happened in 2015 or later. Like, there were some good ones in 2014 with Paige and Emma and NX Day. But anytime before that, dude, there were no, none, zero, above so, so average so, so, so matches. You, so
1: you're saying pretty much the, the, the Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, Bailey era and beyond, pretty much, they're pretty much in the forefront of having the best matches of, of, the, of the decade.
0: Yeah, because I can't think of one match from before that era that was good from the women. It's not their fault, but just the division sucked. Like before NXT came into the picture. The only match that really stands out to me from the first few years of the decade was actually AJ Lee and Caitlin. They had a really good match, I remember, at the mm-hmm. Payback 2013 pay-per-view for the Divas Championship. But other than that, because they were, they were telling a story, like what a concept. Right. And they actually had a feud going on at that time, and AJ was really popular. Uh, that was a great match. But other than that, I, I can't think of one, aside from maybe Molina versus Alicia Fox at SummerSlam 2010, which Cameron cites as her favorite match of all time. Um, but aside from that which was absolute shit because I'm kidding there but (laughs) anything you know that that whole era dude was terrible terrible like there was not one like maybe Beth and Eve at one point like in 2011 at Survivor Series and MSG but like no one can sit here and tell me that, like, oh, Maria Menunos and Beth Phoenix versus Kelly Kelly and blah, 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 fucking yeah. WrestleMania this was, was on that list. Like, no, none. There was not one good match. Like, you go back, and I've been doing these lists now, dude. Like, the top 25 best matches of the year. Um, I've been doing that consistently now for the last decade for Bleacher Report and other sites. Not in the, not once in any of those, like, 2010, 2011. 2012 maybe one in 2012 but that's it for best like best matches of the year no women's matches from WWE because they were all shit it didn't really start until 2013 2014 that the tide started to change and the women really started to have great matches because they were given the option to they were given the uh, opportunity to an NXT so uh, it, it's really easy to honestly rank the best women's matches because they all happened in like 2014 2015 and after that mm. so you can shave off the first few years for the most part
1: so real quick I'm going back to the first the first Wrestlemania of the decade which is 26 and see and I'm a, you know I'm, I'm only gonna look at uh, WrestleManias but the first Wrestlemania of the decade to see what kind of women's match they had they had a 10 diva 10 diva tag match so that's that don't that don't count
0: fucking trash uh, Vicky ah. Guerrero dude one for her team so that says all you need to know about that match Vicky um
1: <coughs> Wrestlemania 27 no women's oh wait no, there was uh, no 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 women's match on on 27 The
0: only women's match of that show was the intergender match they did with Morrison and like Trish and fucking Snuky from yeah. Jersey Shore versus Lay Cool and Dolph Ziggler which was absolute bullshit okay, so that was so- that was the the closest thing they had to a women's match on that show and they didn't even have women in the match. Or they didn't even it wasn't even a straight up women's match. they had they had to have Morrison and Ziggler involved.
1: Uh twenty eight you mentioned Kelly Kelly and Maria against uh Beth Phoenix and Eve Torres in the tag team match. And now it's pretty much it for twenty eight. Yeah. Uh, twenty nine there was no women's match. They got cut from
0: that show. Wow. Um, that was when they were gonna do the Funkadactyl shit with uh the Bellas and whatever and it got spliced at the last second. Yeah. That so that was... show didn't
1: even have, have a WrestleMania match for the women. Yeah, that WrestleMania only had nine matches. Uh, you know, nowadays you get like 17. That's crazy. <clears> uh, yeah, that WrestleMania was that was not a good WrestleMania. But uh, yeah, no women's match on that show.
0: Weak. Uh, WrestleMania 30. That was that vin- that, uh, the invitation on the Vicky Guerrero shit. That was yeah, fucking... Um... No one cared about that because the, the streak just ended Um, AJ winning was cool, but the actual match was a complete clusterfuck. They threw in like twelve women in there; it was a fucking mess. (laughs)
1: Thirty-one, we get uh, AJ and Paige defeated the Bella Twins in a tag team match. That's all you get.
0: It was a raw match. That was raw worthy at best. It was good, but it was like it was. Looking back on it, it was average at best. AJ Lee's actual last, or no, one of her last matches before she retired, like the following week.
1: Okay, so now we get to 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 thirty-two. That's where you get Charlotte. Becky and Sasha triple threat match now for the women's championship. So they took they took the fucking diva name out of there. Yep. Uh, so now we're getting 2016 the first uh, of, of those kind of matches. I thought that was a pretty 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 good match. I don't recall it that much but I I, I do think it was pretty good. Yeah, I honestly loved that match. I honestly thought it
0: was one of the better, if not the best match on that entire show. Because you got to remember, too, that show had Roman and Triple H on it, which no one gave two fucks about. They had Undertaker and Shane, which was boring as shit. They had Ambrose and Lesnar, which was disappointing as shit. Yeah, big time. Um, that was easily the best match in the entire show. I like Jericho and Styles in the ladder match. People might say it was the best match of the show. That was a clusterfuck deal. I mean, it was a ladder match. Of course it's going to be good. So I thought the women went out there and stole the show um, and, and did a really good job and showed that the women... It was easily the best women's match at WrestleMania in 10 years since Trish and Mickey at 22.
1: Wow. Now that one... Was fire. Um, that was a good
0: feud, great match, yeah.
1: Thirty three. Bailey, Charlotte, Nia, Jackson, Sasha in a fatal four way for the Raw women's women's title.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was it was good. Yeah. I was there for that one. I was it, it was a good match. It was elimination
1: stipulation. It was all right, but nothing nothing worth writing home about. And then you had later on Naomi, Alexa, Becky, Carmella, Mickey, and Natalia in a six pack challenge for the SmackDown women's title
0: that literally happened at like 11 30 like people were just waiting for the main event and that no one gave two shits about that match i was glad naomi won but i mean in her home state in her hometown in my uh, orlando it was a cool moment but the actual match was completely forgettable they rushed that thing to shit
1: i know i know it's the ongoing joke uh, that, that that i tell you every year and hopefully we'll see if he fights again at, at this year's wrestlemania but the longest match on that card was uh triple h and seth rollins Ah, what else is new? What Triple else? H
0: having the longest match on the show. What of else course? is new?
1: Twenty 25 minutes. Uh, 30, 34. That's pretty recent. 34, what was 34? Night. Jax okay. defeated Alexa for the Raw Women's title. And Charlotte defeated Asuka for the SmackDown title.
0: Yeah, and- they actually had... um Charlotte and Asuka was a great match. I was not a fan of Charlotte winning, but I feel like that match doesn't get the credit it deserves because people kind of harp on the fact that Asuka lost.
1: Mm-hmm. But as a
0: match, it was great. Um, easily the best singles women's match in main. I think that was actually the first WrestleMania, dude, that had singles matches for the women since '22. Because all the other WrestleManias you just mentioned mm-hmm. all had tag team matches, multi women matches, triple threats, four ways, all this other bullshit. So, right. which was a cool little nod and, and you know fruit for that show. I thought that was a nice little. Uh, in factoid, but, yeah, Alexa and Nia was whatever. But um Charlotte and, and Asuka had a great match on that show. And also, not a women's match, but Ronda and Kurt versus Stephanie and Triple H stole the show that night. That was an amazing Aye, match.
1: Yeah. Oh, don't forget Naomi winning the Women's Battle Royal. Yes, they had that too. Yeah, that was – no one gave a fuck about that. that but was, it was what it was. That was the one where they complained about the name, right? The uh, name, uh, yeah, with
0: the uh, what was it? The Fabulous Moolah uh, yeah. Memorial Battle Royal, which they should have, and they finally changed it, and the trophy still looks like a fucking uterus, but <laughs> it's not a big deal. It's a pointless trophy. It's like it's literally the female version of the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. No one gives a
1: fuck. And then last year, we had Becky Ronda Charlotte, and then we had the uh, the Women's Tag Title with the Iconics, uh, Boss and Hug, Nia Jax, Tamina, the Divas of Doom, and we also had a 17-woman women's uh, battle royal.
0: Yeah, I thought this year... The tag team... The women's tag team title match... I Honestly, that was my bathroom break of the night. The show was literally like seven or eight hours long. And I had to go... I had to take a piss. I'm like, I'm just going to go now because I don't give a fuck about the tag team titles. and, And no one's given a shit about them since. And the Iconics winning was a dumb move. The championships have just been completely pointless since then. But... um the raw yeah and obviously the main event which was uh, you know it was a pretty good match the first ever women's main event in, in WrestleMania history but yeah look how far we've come from the 10 woman clusterfuck at WrestleMania 26 to the women main eventing WrestleMania 35 i think that's quite the progression there
1: um you want to guess who had the longest match at WrestleMania 35? Uh, i'm trying to think I mean, the oh, whole show was fucking
0: long. It literally did not end until 1230. I didn't get home until like 4 o'clock in the morning. It was a fucking nightmare. Come on, great. It's right there. It was awful.
1: What'd you say? It's right there. The answer's right there. Longest match of WrestleMania. We just said it. Or said the main events. No. The, we just said him. Oh, tri- Wait, wait. What was... Oh, Triple H and
0: Batista. Yes, sir. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that was long. I honestly didn't... I didn't hate that match. People were shitting all over it, but like... yeah. Get the fuck over! It was stupid, but I, I liked the match for what it was, and now he's going in the Hall of Fame this year, which is cool. So,
1: um, before I wrap up the AEW NXT stuff and, and move on, um, I did want to ask you. Um, I did have it right in front of me. So, you mentioned Shane is going on. We're, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Over 400 days as as champion. Um, I know Oscar has the longest reign, but. Where do you rank Shayna as far as greatest NXT Women's Champions? Or has has she surpassed Oscar as the greatest NXT Women's Champion?
0: I made the list two months ago when Shayna celebrated one year as champion. And I think I still... I, I was contemplating putting Shayna at number one. But I didn't. I think I put Oscar at number one. Just because... Shayna's had better matches... I'd have to go back and look at my list because I, I thought I put Sheena at number one at one point, and I kept changing it because there was people don't really like Sheena. There's a lot of people who don't don't see the hype with Sheena that they find her boring and shit. I can understand that. I like Sheena a lot. I think she's really as legit as they come. Mm-hmm. She's a legit badass. Yeah, some of her matches are kind of boring, but like she has yet to have a really bad match. You know what I mean? Like the Bianca Belair matches were good. The four-way in New York was very good. Um, the Io Shirai match in Bridgeport at 25 was great. Um, I thought that was a great match for what that was. The Mia Yim match, the Mia, Mia Yim match was kind of weak. But then she wanted to have great matches with uh, Dakota Kai on TV, with Candice LeRae on TV. The Women's War Games match was great. The matches with uh, Kyrie Sane were very, very good. Mm-hmm. So I would still say Asuka, though, because Asuka – didn't have as many good matches as champion because it was really – you got to think too that with Asuka, she kind of gets the nod as the best women's champion just because it was her and then everyone else because no one came close to being as legit, legit as Asuka. And when she lost that championship and she didn't lose it but she vacated it and went to the main roster, no one could hold a candle to what she could do. It was Sheena then or – I'm sorry, Asuka then everyone else. So – The division just wasn't the same without her. She was so important to that division. But it's also more impressive for Sheena to be champion for so long because there really is a lot of women that could have beaten her for that belt, but they didn't. You know, with Asuka's matches, we all kind of figured that Asuka would win. It was really predictable that she was going to win all of her matches. Mm -hmm. With Sheena, I honestly always bet against her, and she always fucking wins. She always wins. So... I'm going to say Asuka just because she did have some pretty good matches with Bailey, really good match with Mickie James a couple years ago Takeover on uh, The multi-women matches were good. The Ember Moon matches were great. So I'm going to say Asuka, and that undefeated streak really puts her over the top, and they fucked her up on the main roster, obviously. But uh, I'm going to say Asuka, but Sheena's coming close because she's had some great matches too, and I think she might lose the championship next Wednesday. But if she does, she's going down as one of the, uh, the in my opinion, either the best or second-best nxt women's champion of all time
1: um we're getting an AEW pay-per-view in february called revolution hmm. interesting yeah um their their name picking is like like come on man you gotta think about some other better names i'm listen i'm not saying like battleground is better but they have some shitty names too i'm just saying if you're this the new company, and you want to have these names that are going to be popping, like, oh, shit, I can't wait for this, but, like, Revolution, and you know, NXT had their RE-Volution kind of show a couple years ago, so it's kind of like, I don't know, it's, it's, it's whatever, basically.
0: Yeah, um, I'm not a big fan of the name. I mean, it could be <laughs> worse. Full Gear was terrible, dude. they say <laughs> it's just bad. No one can defend that shit. It was just fucking bad.
1: But, um... I mean, would still, you take would you take full gear or like Great Balls of Fire? Great Balls of Fire was just stupid. I mean, the show was actually good. I mean, it was a good show, but the name was
0: fucking dumb. Terrible, terrible. Uh, I could see they did it because of the song, but it was still stupid. Revolution is all right. It's just a bit generic. But hey, uh, you know what, dude? I will take a generic Revolution name than them regurgitating the old WCW pay per view names. Just I know they can they used it for a dynamite. I mean, it doesn't, we've talked about this. It doesn't really bother me. I'm glad they're not using the same old WCW names for their pay-per-views just because they feel like WCW light at that point. So at least they're trying to be original. So there is that.
1: Now, I did see real quick. I'm, I'm trying to find it. I may not even have it. But I think WWE recently filed for trademarks for a lot of um, old – pay-per-view names, um, majority of them is ECW, some WCW cut they seem, you know, AEW going to use Bash at the Beach and stuff like that, so they just said, fuck it, I'm gonna, we're going to copyright all these names. I don't know what else, what they have left or what AEW can use going forward, but they, did, I think it's barely legal and like Slamboree and some shit like that, so they, now they're copywriting everything.
0: Yeah, they're copywriting everything they can get their hands on, probably just because Cody is... You know, I, I get it. It was his dad's property with certain stuff. You know, it was it, he owned a lot of those pay-per-view names himself, being the head of WCW, of course. So I could see why he's partial to those names. He may not, you know, necessarily use them. He just he just doesn't want WWE to have them because they're not going to do anything with them, you know? So I get it. Um, But yeah, as long as I don't use them for the pay-per-views, I'm fine. They already have All Out. They have Double or Nothing, two great names. They just got to work on the other two because the other two were like, eh, that could be better. Full Gear is just bad.
1: I'm looking at it right now. So I'm on Fightful, Sean Ross, Sapp stuff. All right. Last week, WWE cop, cop, uh, filed trademarks for Fully Loaded, Living Dangerously, Heat Wave, Anarchy Rules, World War Three, Shy town Rumble, Sin, Sold Out, New Blood Rising, Hog Wild, Capital Combat. Never heard of that. Road Wild, Greed, Uncensored, Spring Stampede, Mayhem beach blast massacre on 34th Street and hardcore heaven so, mm. so uh, hey listen if, if if there's one or two names that you can feel like you wouldn't mind them just using I know I know they use star Cave for a house show which which sucks too um I mean what name or names would you want them to bring back if they were to bring it back
0: I mean none, like I said. I would have <laughs> just the original. But but I will say this, Randy, I am very partial, as we've said many times here on the show before, to Halloween Havoc. I think it's a great fucking name. I think it's a cool ass pay per view. Mm. I don't know if they would recreate the same set, but I liked Halloween Havoc a lot, so probably
1: probably just that one. I would I would think looking back on it now. Alright, uh three more things. Um they released Luke Harper, Sin Cara, and the Ascension. Um not a not a big surprise to many hardcore fans because they felt like these guys were going to either A, weren't doing anything. They asked publicly for their release. I think surprisingly that, that, that they got it. Uh, some already saying, oh, they're all going to AEW. They're going to Ring of Honor. I don't know where they're going. Does it matter? Um, again, they weren't being used. Uh, Harper, we just seen maybe two months ago, helping Rowan against Roman Reigns. We thought he was going to be back, but now he's not. Yeah. Um, how shocked were you about them getting finally getting released, and where do you think these guys end up?
0: Um, I was surprised just because I didn't think they would um, you know, give these guys their releases. They've already said in the past that we would rather just keep them until the contracts expire, like in the case of Luke Harper. Um, I also do think it raised a lot of <clears throat> issues and double standards. I know ACH had some issues and whatever, but I mean, you can't release that guy and not release harper because then what's stopping harper from just going on twitter and making claiming wwe of being maybe not racist but you know something along those lines you know just to get his release and saying dumb shit so i'm glad they gave him his release if they're not gonna do anything with him like i get you know he's still under contract he wants out whatever my my mindset has always been if he's under contract that's what you signed up for you gotta see it you have to see it through because that's what you signed up for. But if they have no plans for you and you're just going to sit on the sidelines for that time, then yeah, then they should give him his release. Then they're just it's it's just a waste of time and, and money at that point. So I'm I'm glad they let them all go. Harper um, is easily the biggest name of the bunch. I think more releases are coming, but Harper could very well go to New Japan. He can go to Ring of Honor. Um, uh, AEW, maybe a short stint Impact on the indie scene. There's a lot of different places he could go and do well for himself. I would love to see him in AEW as a single star. Um, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of money that was left on the table with Luke Harper and WWE just because the guy they, he never really got truly pushed to his full potential in that company. So hopefully he can do well for himself in. AEW or elsewhere Um, Sinikara just I have not given a shit about this guy in years he's still a very good athlete he's still a very good wrestler Mm. Um, I could see him I've seen some people say maybe the uh, maybe New Japan and their uh, their juniors division whatever their junior heavyweight division I guess uh, I was thinking more of like AAA or CMLL or whatever. Um, that's where the original Sin Cara went after he got let go many years ago. Caristico—that's what his name is now. The, the original Mystico. Um, he can go there. The Ascension—I just don't fucking care at all. Like i, I think they have just zero worth. They—they they were decent, but they were never really that good to begin with. So I could see them maybe having a short stint on, on like NWA, or like in the NWA on Power or something like that, or maybe even Impact. But other than that, just I—I I, mm. those guys are just beyond damage goods. I just could not give two shits about them at all.
1: Uh, what else we got here? We got the um, Hall of Fame. They're already announcing people way ahead of time. So we got Batista going in. The NWO is going in. Um, without Eric Bischoff. Which is the, the the surprise to me? You can't have the NWO without Eric Bischoff. I, I, again, that might be some personal shit going on. Um, you know, he was just with them, and then they, they released him, so they probably still got some beef. I don't know, but uh, very hard to to have the NWO in the Hall of Fame and not Bischoff. I think Bischoff will get in at some point with a solo. I think he should be in with, with the NWO. Batista' uh, final match was last year at WrestleMania. He said he's he's retiring, so now. Um, surprised about who's going in so far. Surprised about how early they are announcing it. And if it is Batista and NWO as the headliner, but who you think is the official headliner for the Hall of Fame? Yeah, I'm
0: surprised they're announcing it this early. They never announce it this early. Usually they do it in the first week of like January, around that time, mid-January, mm-hmm. um, when the tickets for the Hall of Fame go on sale. They might have already gone on sale early this year. Maybe that's why they're doing this. I'm not really sure. Um, It was just completely out of the blue because the Hall of Fame is now for another four fucking months. But um, it is cool. I'm glad they're – I'd rather have them announce it early than wait till the last minute because last year's Hall of Fame class this past year was so thrown together. They did not announce anyone until like legit like February. Like what the fuck are you doing? Um, It was so random, but – uh, this year, they they appear to be taking it more seriously. The NWA, the NWA, the NWO has been rumored for so long now that I can't say I'm surprised. They've been rumored for the Hall of Fame as far back as like WrestleMania 31. They, that's been in the works now for like five years, and then Hogan got fired, so that kind of put a kibosh on it. I guess they wanted to put. You know, Hall and Nash in first, which they did at 30 and then 31 before they put in the NWO, probably which would have happened at 32 had Hogan not got himself in trouble. And now that he's back in the good graces of the company, they're going to do it now. So I'm not surprised at that. Batista also makes sense. I know there were rumors of him going in last year, and he said no. Um, it was either last year or the year before, but he said no because he didn't feel that he was done yet, which made sense, and then he wrapped up his run at WrestleMania 35. So he also makes sense to go in this year, and he's a big movie star now, so I'm, I'm glad he's going to be able to make time to be there um, for the Hall of Fame induction, get inducted over Mania 36 weekend. I think that's great. So um, yeah, I- I'm not overly surprised at the picks. Both are deserving. Um, I am a little... I I mean, Sean Waltman going in with the NWO just makes no sense to me. I mean, I don't see Sean Waltman and think NWO. I think DX, which is what he went as a part of last year. So he's getting inducted twice in the matter of two years. That's a complete fucking waste. That is a little annoying, but... In terms of other people that may induct, I honestly have no idea. I know they were thinking about inducting Bam Bam Bigelow last year in his home state of New Jersey, and they didn't. They went with... Maybe some other pathmis inductee instead. I don't remember who, but I could see him getting the nod this year. Um, other than that, I, I have no idea. I mean, they're they're definitely running out of people to induct. Um, but Batista and the NWO, in my opinion, are a solid start.
1: I think uh, Waltman. You know, he was with the NWO first, so now again, I mean he was, but he was the sixth member, though. You know, that's just my thing. Which. Questions like where is the Big Show? Where is um you know I know DiBiase he was a manager, but so if you look at the origin it was Hogan Hall Nash, then again I, I, I'm probably, I'm probably fucking this whole thing up. Hogan Hall Nash, the Giant Big Show, um DiBiase, and then Waltman. I think that was like the original six.
0: Yeah, it was. It, it was. Yeah, it was so, Hogan, Hall, Nash—not in that order, but yeah, like you said, then Show, Dibiase, and then then Sexpoc. And then, so why isn't Big Show going in? You know, it's just, it's just
1: stupid. It's it's stupid. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I, I guess unless they're doing just the just the original. Th- well, then again, if, if Waltman's in there, again the whole thing is fucked up because you, you don't have Bischoff in there. So, again, there, there's I I maybe I get the Big Show not in because he might go in solo by himself which is which is you know understandable but you can't you can't put in this group without the main core people you not you're, not you're not putting Virgil and Beefcake on these guys no you put in the original core but you're not putting in DiBiase again uh, you're not putting in Big Show yet and you're not putting in Bischoff so is it really about Hogan, Hall, and Nash and and Waltman? My thing is, if, if you're doing the NWO, just put in Hogan, Hall, and Nash, and that's it. Th-
0: that's it, dude. That's it. So this is the issue that I have with this: is that you run into the problem, and I had this problem last year too, of inducting people twice. Ric Flair is a two-time Hall of Famer. The first, it was a big deal when it happened with him because it was, you know, it was justified. It's Rick fucking Flair. Mm-hmm. The guy went in on his own ten years ago. Then he went in with the Four Horsemen. Makes sense. Right. Then we had um yeah brett right brett brett went in twice so this past year you know we had brett hall brett hart become a two-time hall of famer we had rick flair already be a two-time hall of famer uh brett hart made sense Shawn michaels a two-time hall of famer with dx and on his own
1: mm-hmm.
0: like okay uh, you know some t, of the greatest right? of all time it's fine booker then t. what'd you say yeah booker t i was gonna say okay. so then you get to like booker t no disrespect to booker t but what the fuck dude Booker T, a two-time Hall of Famer. Give me a fucking break. The guy's not two-time Hall of worthy. Why not? He's not. Booker T, that opens up the... That opens up the fucking, uh, you know, the, the the gates for every mid carter in the last 20 years to get inducted twice. The fact they're inducting people like the Godfather once is whatever. <laughs> but what, are you going to start inducting Papa Shango on his own? Dude, okay, it just makes no sense. So by the end of all this, is Triple H going to be in three times on his own with, you know, with DX Evolution? Give me a fucking break. He like, it just, it's it's, it's, a, it's a problem. And now you're inducting Sean Waltman, dude? Randy, tell me this: Why is Sean Waltman? And I love the guy. I met him last year. Really nice guy. Very. I love X Pac. Why the fuck is X Pac going in twice
1: in two years when Owen Hart has yet to be inducted once? Come on, dude. That's bullshit. Well, well, to to well, Owen. Number one, Owen Hart should have been in a long time ago. Two, I think. Yeah. I think it's more of a more personal thing with 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 the with the Owen Hart family and mcmahon and them that, that's that's something it's the same thing it's the same with uh with, with macho man why it took macho man so long to get in, in the hall of fame same with the warrior there's this backstage my thing is this too with demolition there's a there's a lot of backstage politics uh beefing grudges that they they don't want to um let go so you're not going to get that hall of fame spot Owen heart should have been in a long time ago but now you're getting like you said these mid Carters and you know trying to pay homage to the people who were in these factions, in these groups. And and I I, I see that you're not in favor of Waltman at all. I'm just trying to play advocate where if he's part of DX second and part of NWO first, and you know who he's close friends with, Hunter and the Click and all that, he's he's going to get in. Because to them or to other people, Sean Waltman may not get in by himself. He has to be a part of of these groups. So he's not a Hall of Famer by himself. The only way he get in the Hall of Fame is with these factions. But I do agree. Own hard. You mentioned Bam Bam Bigelow. Why is Bam Bam Bigelow not even in the Hall of Fame? No way in the Hall of Fame. He should have been a long time ago. But it just that's what they do with the politics and they, they induct who they want to induct on their own time.
0: No, I agree. It's all about the politics, but just on paper, dude, it just makes no sense that Sean Waltman is a guy that, I mean, I'm not I'm not against the fact that he's in the Hall of Fame. It just doesn't make any sense that a guy like him is in twice. When people like, it took the Warrior 20 years to get in, it took Bruno C. Martino 20 years to get in, and then Waltman gets in twice in two years. Come on. I mean, it's a fucking joke at that point. what's Mm. What's stopping Randy Orton... From getting inducted on his own with evolution, with the legacy, the authority, his trio <laughs> with the fucking revival. Come on, dude. Like, he nah, just gets to nah. a point of ridiculousness at that point. You know what I'm saying?
1: Randy would get in one on his own, and I think the most is is, is evolution. That That's it.
0: No, I, I get that I'm exaggerating, but, like, come on. When you start to do this shit, like, then everyone gets in multiple times. And then mm. why is Waltman, he gets to wear two Hall of Fame rings, but then, like, Bruno San Martino gets one? Like, does that make Sean Waltman better than Br- Bruno because he was a throwaway member of a faction 20
1: years ago? Like, No, because Bruno wasn't part of NWO or DX.
0: <laughs> it's just dumb, know, dude. They, it, it's really... It, it's stupid. And you know, you know what? In this case, then as part of DX, they should have inducted fucking Rick Rude twice. I don't see why they couldn't have. I mean, why not? They're going to induct Waltman, who was... I don't think of the. When I think of Waltman, I don't think NWO. I really don't. I know he was part of it first, Mm. but he was with DX way longer. And he made his career in WWE as Xbox. He was a. What the fuck did he do in the WCW? Was I mean, a former Cruiserweight champion? That's it. He didn't do shit. (laughs) There was a reason why he left. So, I mean. I don't know. I would induct the guy on. Honestly, if he went in as part of DX and then on his own, I may not have as big of an issue. But like, I think it's still a problem. But as they're just forcing it, the whole having him go in with NWO is fucking dumb. It's mm. stupid because then you have people that are in like, dude. Triple H was a part of how many factions in his career? Uh, Good God. How many times will he be inducted by the by the time he dies? Jesus Christ. By himself. Like, DX. It's, it's an issue. So, basically, if you want to become a multi-time Hall of Famer, just get involved in any faction ever, and you'll be fine.
1: Maybe. Uh, I mean, it it remains to be seen who else they have on deck. Um, There's a lot of people who are are not in the Hall of Fame that should be. We just mentioned Bam Bam. Uh, I'm not even sure the Bulldog is in it. I don't know. No, he's not.
0: That, um, that was the time to do it too. Why not induct him as part of the Hart Foundation this year? They didn't. I don't know if there's anything stopping them from inducting him unless I think it's maybe his wife or something like that. That might maybe, also be a politics maybe, maybe, yeah.
1: I think him, uh, him like if the Hart Foundation went in, it should have been, you know, Pillman, should have been Owen, should have been Bulldog, get, get them yep. all in one time, but it, it's neither here or there, but yeah. Um, you know Bulldogs out there, Bam Bam is out there, Own Heart, Demolition. You know that's on that on that lawsuit. So a lot of throwback names, like okay, like Coco Beware. Like was he really Hall of Famer? I I don't think so. But uh, maybe he didn't ruffle feathers <laughs> with the company. I'm like hey, that's why he's in it. I don't I don't know. There's no reason,
0: dude. No, there's there's no justifying Coco beware being in the Hall of Fame. That's been one of the biggest jokes of the last ten years since he got inducted at twenty five over twenty five weekend. It's a fucking joke. There's no reason for him to be in there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely no reason. So well, China should be in there twice before yeah. Sean Waltman is.
1: But to your point, Booker T should be should be they, uh, listen, Harlem Heat, man, was was one of the best tag teams of the nineties. Um his singles run in in both companies was was pretty good. So, I mean, you gotta give you gotta give love to Booker T on, on that on that end at least.
0: I, yeah, I mean Harlem, he was a great tag team, but like the fact that these people are in twice, I mean, mm. Jesus Christ, I don't know, dude, I'm just not a fan of that. I'm just really not. I can but... tell,
1: I can tell. <laughs> I mean, I like I, I, I like, I like still... Coco's character, but if you talk about Hall of Fame, it's like like you said, The Godfather. It's just you know.
0: Yeah, it's like whatever. come on, dude! Like that opens the floodgates for every comment. Like that opens the floodgates for yeah. Santino for every joke in the last twenty years. Like come on,
1: And really? I, I, I did. I did see Orton, somebody asked Orton on Twitter. I could got it wrong, but he, um, he said Ken Shamrock. Yeah, why isn't?
0: Yeah, no, I, I Ken Shamrock should be in there. He made a pretty big impact for the first, you know, for the for the few years that he was there. Mm-hmm. He's with Impact right now, but I mean. Bubba Ray Dudley was the ring of honor when he went in a couple of years ago. So, um, I don't know. doesn't really change anything. I mean, with Ken Shamrock though, I'm not surprised that he's not in just because he has not been involved with WWE in so long. And I don't know why. Um, I don't know if it was a lack of interest mm-hmm. from, from Ken himself. Cause I remember him telling Stone Cold on a podcast like five years ago that he wanted to go back and they just wouldn't have him. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. I know he's not a big name, but like, seems just it, it seems weird they wouldn't invite him as part of like these reunion shows and shit like that so yeah ken shamrock should be in there too um there's none i mean thankfully they got all the major ones out of the way like there for years i could not take it seriously without three people bruno ultimate warrior and macho man randy savage and they finally got all three of the men so that's all that really right. matters to me um But they still have to induct Owen. Owen might be the biggest person that's not in there right now. I mean, obviously, you could say, what about Vince? What about Undertaker? What about Triple H? I mean, Triple H is technically in there now. But Taker's not in there yet because he's not done yet. The Rock's not in there yet because – I mean, he might be done, but he just can't go in because they just—he's he, the busiest man in the world right now. Yeah. So I mean, he can't really do it anyway. Um, but other than that, I mean, there's you know, there, there's not really many people that aren't in that should be. And I mean, there, yeah, like Demolition's another big one, um, but not as big of a name as Macho Man. So I mean, right. it, there is that. But now we're getting into the territory where they're inducting people in twice because they don't have enough people to induct in first. So that that's going to become a problem going forward.
1: Uh, two more. Uh, 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 apparently we have TLC coming up. (laughs) So, um, I got that, but, um, matter of fact, do you want to talk about the, do the preview now or talk about the heel turn from Seth Rollins? Yeah, we'll talk about Rollins real quick. Why not? Okay. So Seth Rollins finally, uh, apparently turned heel on, on Raw. Uh, I think it was long awaited. He's joining forces with the AOP. The question or questions that I have is one. Do people actually care about this heel turn because of being him? Him being with the AOP, a team that who has not wrestled in over a year. Um, the heel turn is nowhere near the the initial Shield heel turn. Um, it happened on Raw. That's number number three. Do you think they should have? And plus, plus, I think it happened too quick. Um, should they have? kind of prolong this maybe till TLC maybe till next um, next Monday on Raw or maybe even longer or do you feel like they felt the fans kind of knew what was up one do you care about this whole Hill term him, him joining AOP and where do you think it lands him going forward
0: No, I like it a lot. I like the pairing with AOP and Rollins. Um, I do agree it was a little rushed. I mean, people already knew where this was going, but there's no reason to rush it. you know. Um, I'm glad it happened on Raw and not at the pay-per-view, just because if it happened at the pay-per-view, it would have been lost in the shuffle among everything else. The only explanation I can give as to why they did it so quickly, aside from people already knowing what was up, like you said, is that they're going to have a match on Sunday, which is yet to be announced. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they've had pay per views before without big names on them. Like Roman Reigns, you know, was involved in the whole Daniel Bryan thing you know, over the summer where who attacked Roman Reigns, that whole bullshit. Yeah. Did not play out at Survivor or uh, SummerSlam at all. I mean, Rowan did something and that was about it on the pre show, but Roman was not on that show at all. So, I mean, it's very possible. And that was SummerSlam, for God's sake. So it's very possible that. You know, neither guy, or AOP, Rollins, or Owens, is on the show on Sunday. They, they would, I mean, I would think they need them, just because the show doesn't really have many big matches on paper. Um, but they're also not going to do it at the Rumble because they're probably going to be in the Rumble match. So I get, I that what are the, I guess the feed might play out on Raw. What are they going to do the match on? You know, fucking the first Raw of the year, maybe. I'm not sure. But um, other than that, though, other than how they executed it a little too quickly. I'm a fan of it. I thought the reveal was well done. I liked your remix of it to the Godfather theme song on Monday. I know you put that clip out. Very well done, my sir. Oh, thank you. But I uh that. yeah, I thought the whole thing was uh it was it was cool. It was a good angle and I enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to heal Seth Rollins for the first time in a long time. This is the first time that we're getting a taste of Heel Seth. In over three and a half years since the uh, since actually he feuded with Kevin Owens when he was Universal Champion, mm-hmm. uh, right after the draft was brought back a few years ago. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how this plays out. And uh,
1: yeah, I, I thought it was very well done on Monday. So, question: Why why was not this angle at the end of Raw as opposed to Rey Mysterio? AJ Styles because if it is a heel turn and you want fans who are watching Raw to tune in next week to be like holy shit what happened What did you make the heel turn at the end as opposed to AJ and Rey Mysterio yeah that was a random main event because it has nothing to do with TLC
0: uh, I mean I guess neither that that angle wasn't either but it's a, just a bigger story um, as of right now Rey Mysterio and AJ are nowhere to be seen on the cards so I'm not really sure why they closed the show with that it didn't make me want to see the pay-per-view any more than I did previously With the angle closing at Raw, the only explanation I can give is that They wanted to have Seth cut his promo, and you can't really cut, you can't really end the show on that note. Um, with, I mean, you can end the show on the heel turn in the back, in the, the, you know, backstage. I think that would have been not backstage, in the parking lot or whatever. That would have been fine, but they wanted to have Rollins cut that promo. So I guess they could have saved that for the pay per view or maybe even next week, but they really wanted to do it on the show, which is probably why they did it in the middle, because you can't have him do the heel turn, then cut the promo, and then have that be out without someone coming
1: out or something. So I can see why they did that. Um, so, him being with the AOP, a team who has not wrestled in about a year, um, how, how uh, I guess, from your timeline and your, your feedback from uh, who follows you, um, are people really looking forward to this? Um, the, the, this this trio, I know it's kind of brand new, but are, are people really going to care about this going forward?
0: Yeah, I've seen more positive, the, uh, more positive comments towards this than negative, but... Um... You know, overall, I think I, there's no reason to not be excited for it just because it is something different. You can't you can't complain about Seth being a, just a, a, a completely um, what's the word I'm looking for here. You, you can't complain about Seth being just intolerable as a baby face, but then not get on board with them being a heel because at that point, people are just complaining for the sake of complaining. Um, I don't blame people for not caring. I mean that's entirely up to them. Just because WWE, we know their track record with shit like this, and how they don't really, you know, book these type of things to the best of their ability. Um, that being said, though, AOP, I like the pairing a lot because I don't think there's a better team to be in this spot than them. And and Rollins has always worked better with other people around him as a heel anyway. As a babyface, it made more sense for him to be on his own. But as a heel, he had the shield, he had the authority, he had J and J security, and now he has AOP. Um, so he, I think it's kind of cool. Um, I think he works kind of well within these conditions within this environment. It's a great spot for AOP to shine, and if they can build them up the right way, I can absolutely see a feud either at WrestleMania or before WrestleMania between AOP and the Viking Raiders. I think that just makes sense, you know. Um, I know they're doing the Open Challenge on Sunday, but I mean, I, I would I would hold off on that for a little while. But yeah, I like AOP in this spot. I like the new suit look that they're going with the Mafia shit they're going with. I think that's cool but um yeah no i'm a fan of the angle and if people don't care then that's on them but i think it's one of the more compelling things going right now on raw and it also sets up kevin owens to be the top babyface on raw too which was long overdue because the guy's genuinely popular he's genuinely likable so um i'm looking forward to seeing him being in that spot and thriving in that role as well
1: so this you think this will or will not lead up to seth and cm punk at any time
0: Absolutely not. That is not where this is going in the slightest. Absolutely not. Damn.
1: (laughs) No chance. I mean, I could see why
0: people would think, oh, they must be turning Seth for a reason. Yeah, it's because he was being booed, not because Punk's coming in. But I mean, again, in a perfect world, I would love to see it, but it's just not happening.
1: Alright, so TLC. We have uh, seven matches currently. You never know. They might throw in seven more. Um, We have the Viking Raiders against, um, I guess, you say open challenge for the Raw Tag Team titles. Don't know who that that will be. We got Rusev uh, against Bobby Lashley in a tables match, I guess, to blow off their feud, I I would assume. Um. Rusev threw Bobby into a table on Monday. So, you know how to do shit backwards. Um, who do you got, Rusev or Bobby Lashley? I have
0: Rusev winning just to get this shit over with. Because, you know, if Bobby wins, then, you know, it's going to continue. So, I'm just going to say Rusev. It doesn't really matter, but I'll say Rusev. I'll
1: go Bobby Lashley because you went Rusev. Um, <laughs> Aleister Black and Buddy Murphy, singles match. Uh, Alistair
0: Black. They're building him up right now. They're building a buddy too, but Mm. I think Alistair Black is the one they're really focused on. They should keep him undefeated for a while, and I think this should be a great match if given the time it deserves. A lot like how Black and Cesaro kind of stole the show at that Extreme Rules pay per view a couple months ago. This could be equally entertaining.
1: I will go with Alistair as well. The Kabuki Warriors against Becky and Charlotte uh, TLC match for the uh, the Women's Tag Team Championship. Do we see new champions or Kabuki Warriors still remain champs?
0: No, definitely Kabuki Warriors When There's no reason for Charlotte and Becky to win. Becky's still the Raw Women's Champion. She's clearly being positioned for a feud with Asuka. Her and Charlotte aren't a regular team. Mm. Uh, I'm not really sure why Becky's in the spot over someone like Natalia, who she was teaming with Charlotte anyway. It just doesn't make any sense. But I know they want to have Becky on the pay-per-view. They don't have any opponents for her Raw Women's Championship as of right now. And uh, interestingly enough, no singles championships are being defended on Sunday as of right now. Only tag team titles, which is kind of crazy. Um, unless there was a new match added that I'm not aware of, but I'm pretty sure it's only the tag titles. But anyway, uh, yeah, I would have the Kabuki Warriors win, and there's no you know pin there's no pinfalls here so neither charlotte or becky have to be beaten and i can see becky um and oscar facing off at the rumble on the one-year anniversary of when they faced off the first time and oscar mm. won All and right. uh, becky can finally defeat oscar there and then go on to wrestlemania that maybe even to probably face shena baszler
1: uh roman reigns king corbin tlc match uh,
0: Roman Reigns wins lol just get the shit over with like I don't want this the main event at all I'd rather have the women's TLC main event this just I just the feud has sucked I mean I like Roman I like Corbin but the, the match may not be any good probably won't be um and the feud has just been downright deplorable
1: that's a great question which match do you think is a is main event
0: I mean there's nothing uh, there's nothing like saying that the women can't main event two pay-per-views in a row and I think they should. I could see why Vince would be like, oh, not again after their Survivor Series may have been sucked mm. or it just wasn't as good as they thought it would be. But Roman and Corbin, there's nothing on the line. The feud has sucked. Probably won't be a good match, which is exactly why they'll probably put it on last. But I'm just saying in a perfect world, that there's nothing on the line. First of all, there's no reason for it to be a TLC match anyway. Second of all, the women's match has just been better built. It should be a great match. They main evented the show last year. Becky, Charlotte, and Oscar did it in a TLC match. I think it just—it's too good of a story to pass up. So I'm going to say the, the women's tag team match optimistically, but I could absolutely see them putting on Roman and Corbin last
1: Uh, We got the New Day against the uh, Revival SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Uh, I think the New Day wins because they—they just—they just got the belts back, right? Yeah,
0: the New Day just beat the revival for the belts like a month, month and a half ago. So, I mean, I guess they could put the belts back in the revival just to uh, convince them to re sign again. But how much good would that do, you know? Um, and they were definitely building towards New Day versus Rude and Ziggler. Before Rude got suspended, uh, uh, before Rude got suspended, so I know that was being built up. I think Dave Meltzer reported that. You, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure that out. That was why Rude and Ziggler won that tag team battle royal um, about uh, what that Survivor Series, I think it was. So they were being groomed for a tag team title shot, hmm. and um, they'll probably get it when Rude gets back next month, maybe the Rumble. But yeah, there's no reason for the revival to win the belts again if the reigns are just going to continue to be forgettable.
1: And then we got Bray Wyatt against The Miz in a singles match. So, um, I've been a little lost on SmackDown. I've seen a couple things where Bray and The Miz and, you know, taunting uh, The Miz's family and everything. But you got to help me out here. Um, Why is it Bray Wyatt and not The Fiend against The Miz? And why is this a regular match? And are we just getting a regular Bray coming out without The Fiend shit? Like a regular old school Bray? It looks like they have not advertised The Fiend for this pay-per-view, so it looks like it's going to be
0: Firefly Funhouse Bray, which is more intriguing just because we haven't seen him wrestle a match yet, and it gives The Fiend a bit of a break so he doesn't feel overexposed. Mm. Um, I like this a lot. It might be a disaster, but I'm looking forward to seeing how it plays out. There's no—I mean, as of right now, it's not for the Universal Championship, but even if it is, um, or even if it isn't, the Miz should not win either way. So I'm going to say Wyatt wins, and we don't see Daniel Bryan here. I think they'll hold off and bring him back until after the pay-per-view.
1: Yeah, because wasn't it supposed to be Bray and Daniel Bryan, or am I bugging?
0: No, they never said Brian and Bray. Uh, they were building toward it, but they never actually said that would be the uh, match. Okay. So I could see them go either going back to it at the Rumble or doing a three-way at, at the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. Hmm.
1: I'm trying to see. She's saying fire, fire, Firefly Funhouse Bray with the red sweater and all that coming out to wrestle with. Imagine the, the Funhouse theme, theme song coming out. I would imagine, yeah. Oh, man. Um, I mean, I guess they're playing to, I guess, the the split personality kind of thing where Bray is, you know, like like, a la Mankind and Cactus and Do Love from back in the day. Um, Kind of be interesting to see how this plays out. But, um, again, a singles match, a regular match, you talk about TLC – no ladder matches. You got a tables, you got two TLC matches, a bunch of tag matches, but not really a card that really screams out, Oh, this is like a crazy TLC kind of card, you know?
0: Mhm. Yeah, no, it's not um it's not as G impact as it was, you know, it has been in years past. Usually we get one TLC match, one ladder match, one tables match, one chairs match. Yeah. Not this year. I think they're more focused on having two TLC matches. And then I'm like, okay, that make, makes sense, I guess. Like They did that in 2017 where they only had one TLC match, which was the uh, the main event with The Shield, and I think it was Kurt Angle versus uh, Miz and, and Kane and Strom and that whole fucking shit in the bar. Um, they had one TLC match. They did it with Cena and Orton at the 13 pay-per-view, the 2013 installment. Mm. No ladders, no tables, no chairs matches, and just one TLC match. This show, we have two TLC matches, which I don't like. You only need one. Um, I think they actually had two I think they had two last year too actually they had other matches too they, they had the ladder match I think and the tables and shit like that but I think Strowman and Corbin was also supposed to be a TLC match I think and then the women's I don't know I don't really remember but anyway um, they had two TLC matches again on this show which I don't like and then one random tables match between Rusev and uh, Lashley so I could see them giving the other matches stipulations um, on Friday, SmackDown, or announcing it last minute. I'm not sure what that would be. Like I don't think Wyatt and Miz needs a stipulation. I don't think any of the matches need stipulations, to be honest with you. Um, but it, it's it's a weird mix to have one tables match, two TLC, and nothing else. Um, like I, I would say maybe make New Day and Revival a ladder match, but the Revival have already said, hey, we want this to be a traditional match. So I don't see that happening. So I'm not really
1: sure what they're going to do. Uh, Before we wrap up, do do you know the card for 2018 TLC? It looks a lot different than what we got now. I do remember some
0: of the matches. I know we had Strowman and Corbin, which Strowman was hurt, so I know it was like we had a bunch of baby faces get involved.
1: Right.
0: Charlotte, Asuka, and Becky in the main event for the SmackDown Women's Championship, which was a good match. It was a great match, actually. Mm -hmm. Uh, Brian and AJ had an amazing match for the WWE Championship. I know that Ronda and Nia Jax had a better-than-expected match for the Raw Women's Championship. Mm -hmm. Um, Did they do a SmackDown Tag Team title match? I don't think the bar was on that show. You had... Buddy Murphy,
1: Cedric, Cruiserweight. Title. Yes, from the kickoff show. That was a that was a pretty good match too. I forgot about that. Yep. You had a ladder match between Bobby Lashley and Elias. Yes, I remember that. Yep, on the kickoff show. Fabulous Truth defeated uh, Alicia Fox and Ginder. Completely forgot about that. Uh, the Bar defeated the New Day and the Usos. Oh, they
0: did a triple threat tag in title match? I completely forgot yeah. about that.
1: Huh? Um, Natalia defeated Ruby Riot in a tables match. I remember that, yep. Finn Balor defeated Drew McIntyre. Yep. Re- uh, Rey Mysterio defeated Randy Orton in a chairs match. Yep, I remember that. And Dean Ambrose defeated Seth Rollins for the uh, IC title.
0: Yes, I forgot about that too,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. A lot different than what we got now. 12 matches last year. We got uh, seven at the moment for this one.
0: And that was a good show, too, for the most part. I know Ambrose and Rollins was super disappointed, but overall it was a pretty good show from what I remember. And um, like I said, Ronda and Nia was pretty good. The main event was pretty good. And AJ and Brian was great, too. So I'm not sure if it's going to be as good on Sunday. But with a bad build, I'm not sure. But these shows could always exceed expectations and be great. So you never really know with these type of things.
1: So, Graham, I feel like we covered a lot, you know, making up for last week. Um, Anything from anywhere, Raw, SmackDown, AEW, NXT, backstage, whatever, that, that I'm missing?
0: Uh, no I don't think so Punk was on backstage this week nothing all that newsworthy but uh, he had another good appearance it was uh, fun to see him so people can go check that out mm-hmm. but uh yeah just quickly winding down the year one more big week of shows next week and then the week after that is Christmas so um, I know Raw is probably going to be live on the 23rd I think uh, no NXT no Dynamite in two weeks on the 25th itself and then on the 27th Smackdown I think is live I'm um, pretty sure it is but uh, yeah no another great week coming up of uh, wrestling so I'm very much
1: looking forward to it do you have uh, Smackdown coming to Barclays on the 20th
0: yes I actually may or may not be going to that I think I may have a hookup for tickets from someone that I know whose girlfriend actually works for the company so I'm not sure I actually may be going to that show I, I don't know yet Hundred percent. I'm not hundred
1: percent certain on that. Well, uh, you know, look out for me too. <laughs> oh, you gonna be there? <laughs> no, I'm saying look out for me with your friend's girlfriend kind of hookup. So let me just uh, you know try to try to get in there too. For, uh, hey, Smackdown. Randy, if I could, I would. I'm only getting one ticket, but if I mean, I can't even
0: bring my own girlfriend to the show because I'm only getting one of these. I'm only getting one of these tickets, so she wasn't wow. happy about that because I told her about the situation. She goes, "Oh man, that's awesome." I'm like, <laughs> she, "I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, my oh, bad. Yeah. Okay, you
1: know, I wish I could bring it, but I'm not gonna turn it down. You know what I mean?" Exactly. But, um, <laughs> I'll give you the he- I'll give you the heads up if I ever do though. <laughs> how are you looking? How are you looking for going to WrestleMania?
0: I don't think so. I'm probably not going to go this year, just because what it might do. I mean, depending on where it is next year, I think going to Florida would be cool. I love Florida, and I haven't been since I went two years ago to Florida. But uh, just because I probably am just going to hold off till SummerSlam, because SummerSlam is going to be in Boston. And that's just a lot closer for me. And I might just do the shows that weekend as opposed to just... Because it's the whole flight to Florida and then the whole weekend hotel room. Because this year was crazy. I did everything imaginable and it was fucking nuts. So I need a break from that shit. And I'll probably be back... uh I'll probably be back for 37 wherever that might be as long as it's not in like Minnesota or some shit where it's fucking cold over there like New York I can tolerate because we live so close Right. but like otherwise I'm not flying to Minnesota for Wrestlemania it's just a waste but uh, no probably not this year though as of right now
1: well you know what that means SummerSlam Boston home of Sasha Banks you know she's going to lose a match yeah, As always When, when <laughs> has she ever been in Boston And won You're right Oh uh, man She might win a title Against Bayley at WrestleMania And then might drop the, drop it uh, At SummerSlam in, in front of her uh, hometown
0: and yeah, she could Maybe to maybe Tamina Or something like that That would make for the best possible match Right How was uh, Morrison On um, The Bump Oh I forgot to, Yeah I forgot, forgot to talk about that I, I, I saw some clips I didn't watch the whole show But uh, Seemed pretty good You know They had Miz pop up Which was cool And some mm. other people Leo Rush popped in at one point Right Um yeah, it was cool to see him. Uh, I like John Morrison. I know Mark. You guys were going over about it on on, on text a couple of days ago, about a week or so ago. Yeah. I mean, it's not it's not a blockbuster signing. He's not going to become world champion, but I mean, personally, I mean, from a business standpoint, does it make a difference? No. But like me personally, I like the guy. Um, I liked his work outside of WWE I liked his impact run I thought he was great in Luch Underground I thought he was a great character over there did some work in in, in AAA too so um, and and he's gotten a lot better since he was last in WWE too again they have such a stacked roster and they're not already doing enough with so many other people like Matt Hardy came back to a big reaction three years ago and he is not doing shit right now so like I'm not confident they're going to utilize this guy properly depending on where he ends up but I mean he has unfinished business there and he's always said from the moment he left eight years ago that he always wanted to go back to WWE and uh, if it wasn't now it was it was either now or never dude like he can always go to AEW down the road if he didn't go to WWE now at age 40 they probably would have never uh, taken him back so I'm glad he's going back now and he can if, if, if he bombs and he doesn't do well that he can always leave and when his right. contract is up and you know go elsewhere
1: but uh, I, I like the move and I'm looking forward to seeing where he goes well Graham um, enjoyed TLC I know we'll recap it next week I know we'll probably Either next we go to follow and do like a you know like a all decade kind of show. Um, I think you'll probably lead. In that one, because I mean, you probably seen every match more than more than me. But um, in the next week or the following, before the new year, we do a, a like an all decade kind of show, different categories and stuff like that. Uh, enjoy TLC. I know we, uh, we'll get on the show next week. Uh, you can follow Graham on Twitter at Russell Rant. Great work for both Bleacher Report and Fan cited DDT. You can find me on Twitter at Randy J Cruz R E N D Y the letter J C R U Z. Download, rate, comment subscribe to the podcast on soundcloud itunes and spotify if you want a two out of three four t-shirt they're on pro wrestling tees.com grandma man always appreciate it always enjoy the time randy thanks for having me on and i'll talk to you next week all right man take it easy all right adios all right